0: Three, two, one, zero,
1: lift off. We have a lift off. Hey, everyone. I am Brian Fitton. I'm here with... Lauren Lewis. Yes. And we are excited to be bringing you another episode of Rogue Creators. And I'm just excited to jump into what we're going to be talking about today, which is...
0: Does content marketing drive your revenue?
1: Literally had this conversation last night yeah. with somebody for four hours. We drank a little scotch and it was awesome. Sounds like a great night. It was, actually. <laughs> it was. It uh, was. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited because this is this is a conversation that comes up quite a bit, just even in our sales conversations mm-hmm. that we have of kind of that old school marketing, you know, shifting companies to new media, what that looks like when it comes to actual just giving value mm-hmm. through your your marketing and not just always pushing sales. Right. Trusting the funnel, trusting the process that, hey, this is going to work over time. Uh, it is a long play, absolutely a long play. And so I'm excited to kind of jump into all of that stuff. Yeah. But before we do.
0: We like to start each episode off with, what are you obsessed with this week? Yes. Brian? Yeah. <laughs> what are you obsessed with this well,
1: we week? We always want to say, hey, those out there <clears throat> listening, let us know what you're obsessed with this week because we find out some interesting things. absolutely, About people and uh, what you're into and all that fun stuff. So uh, I am obsessed with Clubhouse. So I mentioned this back in our 2021 trends. Yeah. I was very excited about it. <laughs> and then I finally got access. So somebody gave me access after that. And now I have a hack, by the way. Whoa. Yeah. So Josh Feedy over at uh, salesreach.io, we were chatting and he was like, he's like, bro, I got to show you something. So he showed me a hack. So if you want that hack, DM me. And we'll make sure to get you in. That's awesome. The house, tell you how to do it. So, uh, but yeah, invite only. It's kind of becoming, it's not, it's one of those things I think is going to have a lot of hype. And then people are really, I think you're going to be able to figure out exactly what it's going to be used for. But Clubhouse is is awesome. Being able to like jump into audio conversations only, and then really figuring out how to connect with people, how to have conversations after you get out of Clubhouse, like connecting on Slack or Instagram, Twitter. I mean, that's kind of plugged in as well. Uh, but being able to have those those Slack jan- channels and groups set up after the fact, and it's been a really cool experience. So we applied applied for our Rogue Creators Club Whoa. on Clubhouse. Shout out to <clears throat> Ava, content coordinator. Ava, she's uh, she basically did it for us for me. That's awesome. of my name, yeah. But anyway, so the idea is that after an episode, if we have a guest on, or just even these episodes, basically every week we can all jump into an audio platform to where you can you jump in and you're automatically muted, right? Okay. Unless you raise your hand, and then the moderator can let you in to actually ask a question. So it's set up. Kind of like a conference call to a to a degree, but it, there's a lot more control. You can follow people, you can find different interests and and things like that. And so, it's been a fun journey. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> figuring out Clubhouse, getting into it, it's been a uh, it's been not interesting. In the club,
0: yeah.
1: You're not. Do you want to be, Lauren? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being honest. <laughs> I'm always very excited about the newest technology. She's like, that's oh, one more thing. I it is out. one
0: more thing, but it does. I actually got to see you use it today, and I was yeah. like, oh, "Okay, that's pretty cool." Um, I'm not a big audio person, says the a co-host of a podcast uh, and a podcast company, um, but I, it is really cool, and yeah. I, I'm excited to see what the platform does.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right, so what are you obsessed with this week?
0: So I'm kind of going back to another older platform.
1: So.
0: Um is Pinterest okay? Yeah. Right. So Pinterest can be used for so many things, um, but it is super handy when you are decorating a house. Um, and so we are purchasing a new home. We're gonna be moving in a couple of weeks and I have been in a starter home for the last couple of years and I want to be extremely intentional about this next home. Um, I'm actually really into it in like interior design and all that kind of stuff and art. And so I really want to be intentional with each room and not overfill it and not put cheap crap on the walls. It's yeah. just trendy. Like I want it to be nice and it actually represents us and so I have been making Pinterest boards galore (laughs) Um, and it's also really cool to see how this platform is evolving and from what it used to be where it was just kind of a bunch of mood boards Um, especially from a sales perspective because I have pinned so many things because the link is right there for me to buy particularly some lighting stuff and so it's just great that I'm like looking and pinning stuff with the price already on it So, I actually know I've been able to filter through, like, I'm not spending $1,000 on this light. Um, And so, it's actually been really cool. Um, It's just an easier way to kind of actually design my house, but they most likely will get some of my business because I can just click
1: buy now. Yeah. Which is really cool. That is cool. So, well, that goes back to our sales, social selling as well, and what that looks like and being a part of that. If you have a product, Maybe, I mean, we haven't we haven't gone deep on Pinterest in a long time. It's not really in our and, audience wheelhouse, yeah. but
0: it's definitely still around. Yeah. It's not to be ignored, for sure.
1: Let us know if that's something you guys want us to talk about on the podcast. We'll do all the research so you don't have to. Yeah. And start uh, trying it out ourselves, throwing stuff over there, see so yeah. if it works, you know. And, uh, yeah. Who knows? And yeah. Hopefully
0: in, like, you know, a couple of years, my house will actually look yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. All right. So uh, one thing to address the elephant in the room behind me. We are celebrating this week. Yeah, It's massive. (laughs) If you're not watching on video, you got to go see the massive balloon uh, that the team got for two years of Go Rogue X. We uh, we started this two years ago, and uh, it happens to always fall around my birthday, so it kind of feels
0: two days before you were
1: weird <laughs> like, yeah it's like we're celebrating and we're celebrating and, and we're more. celebrating <laughs> so much celebration which is which is totally fine we enjoy having fun around here and doing all that stuff yeah. so uh but yeah this is uh as weird as it is i mean been around for two years and we're excited we're very grateful for all of our clients out there who have entrusted us with your marketing your social media your podcast uh and video productions and so we are yeah very grateful for all of them so i'm not going to get sentimental i'm not going to Cry, I feel like emotions coming up. I mean, it's been (laughs) (laughs) I've given some like it's so funny. I was talking to somebody the other day. Like twenty twenty helped me access my emotions. Yes, I do agree. And it's like I get I get really choked up now, like showing appreciation, gratitude for people, but really do uh, enjoy our team. Shout out to Jacob, producer Jacob. He's over there. He's on he's on the the keys over there. He's 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 on the keys and the faders. He's just always doing it, um, Ava, and all of our lane, all of our contractors, everybody we work with. Yeah, uh, we are very appreciative of you guys, and so big shout out to everybody who has helped contribute to our success. Absolutely. So, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Now moving on. Let's get out of that <laughs> out of that stuff. But anyway, check out the balloon behind me. It's massive and awesome. All right. Uh, hey, let's dive into this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about does content marketing drive revenue? Um, So this is um, a question we actually get a lot of when we're looking at creating content for your social media channels. um, There's a lot of questions around of the ROI on this. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where we're we're focusing on today. And it's kind of interesting. And there's a lot of new tools that are coming out and how to track things. And also, one of the things that's very interesting is this is always changing. Oh,
1: yeah. Constantly.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, there's. When you're looking at this information, you know you always need to be looking at the dates, especially that's something that <laughs> it's just, when
1: was this published?
0: Yes, absolutely, um, but yeah, so Brian, kind of start us off of how does engaging content affect revenue
1: so engaging content when it comes to actually like people liking, sharing, commenting, whatever right. it is, which you should be paying attention to, that should be definitely something you track right. if you're posting content all the time, especially educational, useful content, interviews with guests, whatever it is, and all of a sudden you start to get some traction on that post. Yeah. Don't be like, hey, this was great, and then forget about it. Like, start actually tracking that that data. Um, I mean, when it drives the actual bottom line, I mean, that is one of those things of you – have an insight into what your audience is looking for. And so double down on that, reproduce that again and again and again, whether it was the actual content itself, whether it was the guest or, you know, the actual image or graphic or however it was created, um, know that, right. And so a lot of times, uh, whenever you're going through that process, we just forget and we just, we're just pumping out content left and right nonstop. Uh, but I think with the engagement piece, um, again, it gets an inside look into your audience and what they are really looking for and what they want, which if you set it up in the beginning, your audience should be your potential customer, your potential buyer, your community in your industry. And so that, again, is a useful way of of digging into their insights.
0: Yeah, which is fantastic. And I think when we talk about engagement, it's really easy. And, and this is becoming more people are aware of this now, but it's still around um, where you're looking at, well, did my post get a ton of likes? And I think that's something to really stray away with that. That's not necessarily the engagement that you're looking for. Yeah. It's really more people sharing and commenting. Those are the things we want people to have conversations about the the post you're doing. And that's why we're seeing a lot more brands that are trending into more what's going on in cultural events and everything because they want you to, they want their brand at the table at those particular yeah yeah yeah. and so um it's kind of just figuring out how to do that um correctly and not like Creepily. Sleazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so don't be just after likes. Be after genuine conversations. And people are wanting to share your articles. And so that's why we typically go on educating your audience, um, because those are going to be the the helpful tips that they want to share on their feeds, depending on the platform. Or What I see a lot is people see that they share quotes, you know, mm-hmm. in their stories a lot that are inspirational or funny or whatever. And it just depends on your brand model.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and you, you got to go through... Again, scrubbing that content, seeing what's valuable what's um you know a good resource for them and uh this is a way to be able to design resources on your website oh, yeah. uh, and be able to push people back to back to your website, which is the whole idea of social media is you want to get them off of that rented ground into your mm-hmm. actual sales funnel into your into Getting better connected with you, and especially with the email addresses as well. Yes. Um, get, obtaining those, so that way you can keep interacting, and you can, that obviously creates a cycle to where you're pushing content from your email list to social. From social to your email list, back to your website, all of those things, and so um, around it around. just keeps going around and <laughs> around. But uh, you're staying front of mind, and so that's one of those things that I think we forget about is well, this is not engaging. That doesn't mean it's useless. Right. That just gives you a good insight to something, and so that allows you to then say we need to create something better. But then also on top of that is you are you are in front of their their eyes constantly, mm-hmm. yes. and that's what you want. Is you want that that front of mind access, and so it is it is. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, (laughs) no, No, I was just, you know, I mean, to that point, it's when the front of mind, like they're, they're going to look at your brand for that buying decision, um, just because they've seen you enough. They see that you're providing value. You're not constantly in their face about buy now, like you're actually interested in them building a relationship with their brand. And that's what's when we talk about what's going to generate revenue, that's it right yeah. there. Um, for the people that are constantly in your face to buy now, that doesn't develop a relationship, and mm-hmm. it actually can. If it, it if it does develop a relationship, it's a negative one. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's just said, make it easy for them to do business with you. Right, make it easy, and that's something that we're doing internally. It's like, how can we even on our social posts, right? right? Hey, here, jump jump into a call with us if we need to. Right, make it easy for them to do business with you through all your stuff without asking for a sale right and so there is a there's a lot of stuff that you can obviously do in in an amount amongst that with engaging content and figuring that out and uh, but it takes trial and error just keep keep going
0: how so looking at this how do you reach these early stage customers and what kind of content do you need to
1: produce uh nothing that well I mean you're in the no phase this right. is the no lack and trust and we'll talk about the funnel in just a second, but uh no lack and trust right they just need to be able to know who you are right so if you are i mean it's always relatable to the dating scenario right you're not just gonna walk up to somebody you don't know and start start planning a date with them mm-hmm. right you're gonna get to, they need to know you yes. first right we need yes. to know if this is even a thing um and then take it to that accept so yeah that first that first content needs to be very mm-hmm. very knowledge based, very, you know, honestly value driven, right. right? Those Pat Flynn talks about this like a quick win, right? You need to be able to offer a quick win for them. Hey, did you know that recording video can actually be easy on A10 Mini? Great. Right. Wow, how does that happen? Like and then you can go through that. It's like, well, if I'm looking at recording video I want it to be simple, hey, this is how it's done. Yeah. Right? And there's that value drive. So
0: yeah, and this can look in a lot of different ways. Um, I think when we talk about content, particularly, there's there's a wide range of variety of types of content. So, you know, doing blog forms, sharing articles from different people, um, also you know posts and and videos, quotes, like all of those things can having that variety of content will really help keep your audience engaged because they don't want to just see the same thing unless you're you know your brand's a news article. You know, yeah, yeah
1: articles. Yeah, but,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's there's fitting to your brand, but trying to give a variety of things so that it makes uh, it shareable
1: for yeah. sure as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think even with that, too, is is, again, going back to the data tracking, mm-hmm. seeing exactly what's working with those new people, see how many clicks you're getting on, to your website from that content as well. Yeah. Is that something? Ask those questions in that. Like right. we ask you, hey, do you want us to talk about this topic? Right. Is that something that even interests you? Ask People will tell you. People tell us. I mean, it's just simple Absolutely. enough, like that. So,
0: so we've been talking a lot. We've been using the term the sales funnel. Yeah. So, explain a little bit us and how the sales funnel works with content marketing.
1: Well, that's what I think. So, you got to look at it. Uh, sales teams and marketing teams, obviously, are working together because revenue drives a business, right? You right. can't have marketing if you don't have sales and. Can I really have sales unless you have marketing? They got to work hand in hand. It's just one cannot be overpowering the other, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to the actual content marketing funnel and how to drive that to sale, it is the know, like, and trust, right? So it's it's a very top level funnel. It's low risk. It's the content that you're producing. It's a podcast like this, right? There's low risk for you to interact with us right now, but you're getting to know us, right? That's at that top. And then a little more of the like, It's it's, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give you my email address. Yeah, right. Right. So we're we're kind of walking down this, like, yeah, I'll sign up for your ebook. Hey, you guys have a lead magnet? Yeah, I'll give that. Or hey, you know what? I might book a call actually with you guys. See what you guys can do to help out with our creative agency needs. Right. And so when we're kind of walking down that funnel and then that trust obviously is is built into, you know what, I'm actually going to sign with you guys. I trust that what you've created, I know you, I see what you've done. I like you. I like what you're producing. And then, hey, let's work together and building that trust. And so when it comes to that content, I mean, we, we've we had crazy smart people on our podcast talking about the email marketing uh, in this, knowing, liking, nice. and trusting you in an email sequence, uh, which, like per year. Has already verbally committed to be back on the show.
0: Awesome! Yeah,
1: he's now at Drip, which is a phenomenal yeah. um, email platform, and so we're gonna have him back on the show too, just to walk through email marketing. One of our most downloaded episodes.
0: I'm chat about Drip,
1: dude. Yes, let's oh, be super exciting. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but with that, I mean, having that funnel, just brief overview, is that type of content, low risk content, mm-hmm. and then you kind of start walking down And that trust content. I mean, really, could be lots of different things. I mean, it really can. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, the last piece in really talking about this is understanding your analytics. And when you really open analytics for any particular platform, it can be really overwhelming. Um, and it's also knowing what to focus on. And so when we're talking about content marketing specifically, and we've been talking about engagement, mm. those are what you're really looking for. And using that information to fuel the rest of your decisions within your marketing. Yep. Um, so if you see a post that's doing really well, you can also put some pay traffic, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know put, put some money behind those posts um, and say, OK, I, I really want to to do a full campaign using this particular piece of content that's already successful. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, it can really choose that we understand that our audience is resonating with these particular topics or we're getting a lot of questions. Like in the comment section, people are asking about this particular, we've hit some nerve or problem that our, our customers are really need to know about. And so that's when you can do a whole campaign series through that Um, And it can really help you. I mean, if you are using your analytics to say, "Well, I got fifty-seven likes on this comment," you are not using your analytics well. Yeah. Um, A lot of the information that's on there is a lot more for ad buyers, anyways. Yeah. Um. So you are really, you know, get people that are smarter than you to look at your analytics. Yes. But use it for your marketing on what is engaging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and even with that, uh, we've even seen some success of like the short shareable clips of great information from one of our, we have a thought leader package and people were asking, Hey, where can I find the like full course? Or is there a mastermind or is there something that I can dig into? And all of a sudden that sparked those of like, Hey, this specific topic that these people are asking about, they're looking for more of that. They literally said that, yes. where can yes. I go for the full course? That should, I mean, that's, that's a massive red yes. flag right there. would be like, Hey, you need to start creating that course around that specific topic. That's what content marketing mm-hmm. does. Yeah. It, it takes out the, rather than paying for, hey, we're going to send out the survey. We might get some feedback. We might not. It's literally your audience is telling you what they want. Yeah. And so, and that could be from anything from, Especially even you know regular content like a thought leader leadership packaged into uh, a podcast episode too of creating that guest or or, or creating a guest interviewing that guest creating that content building that relationship with that guest as well mm-hmm. and asking them after you interview them like hey what what do you want to see more of on our mm-hmm. show yeah. you know what I mean um, there are so many different ways that you're really going through trial and error with this and then it points back to the analytics of putting some paid traffic behind what is actually working. And don't just boost a post, please, for the love of everything. Don't just, (laughs) Facebook makes it easy.
0: You'll spend your money. LinkedIn
1: makes it real easy. They want that money. And so they will definitely give it to you or allow you to, to uh, they'll definitely give it to you. They'll allow you to be able to, uh, I feel like this is our, like our gateway drug episode. <laughs> yeah, I still much. get comments on that one. I just said it was that gateway content. We were talking about content.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, it fits. It That's
1: fits. hilarious. <clears throat> anyway, they need that gateway content before you get them with the real stuff. Uh, down to the trusting level. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, But that paid traffic, obviously finding what works and then putting that money behind it rather than just coldly saying, ah, we think this looks great and Mm -hmm. we think this is going to work and then let's put, you know, two grand behind this on our ad spend. Yeah. And you don't even know if your audience likes it or if they're engaging with it. So
0: I will say also, if you're using, you know, content marketing and you're saying, I'm not seeing the results and analytics is a great place to also go and see what what's going on, because a lot of times it's you haven't found your audience, right? Or it could be. Also, they're not on the times that you're doing it, and so you can use your analytics to also reach your audience when they're actually on the platforms. Or you might be on the wrong platform, Uh, particularly with your brand. There's so many social platforms out there, and people think I need to be on all of them. That's not true at all. Mm. You need to choose two. I mean, that's kind of our advice: is to go after two and say these are the this is where our audience actually is. And so understand your industry and your brand, and really ask maybe some of the people you're going after what what they prefer to be on, Um, and that will also. Also really help you
1: yeah absolutely uh and everybody obviously defaults to a linkedin or something like right. that um i would say if you're a business you need to have a linkedin presence sure. pretty heavily um but that also depends on you know instagram is great if you're a visual yeah. company Instagram, I still feel that's just a way to build a portfolio of, like, don't expect a lot of uh, traffic to come from Instagram. Don't expect a lot of sales necessarily, depends obviously on your industry, but um, don't look at, well, we didn't get any likes on our posts or we didn't get any, no, all you're doing is when people find you, they want to see that you're active, that you're engaged. They hit your website and you say, hey, look, follow us on, on Instagram. They can jump over there and be like, oh, this is behind the scenes. This is them getting to know you. This is a great platform to get to know you. Uh, building that trust and stuff can come through Facebook or, mm-hmm. um, or LinkedIn or even Clubhouse. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Repurposing your <laughs> podcast episode or recording, interviewing your guest in Clubhouse. Clubhouse. <gasps> it's just all coming back. It's all coming back around. It's going to be great.
0: It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, so that's all that we really have. For this particular episode, um, when we're talking about content marketing, and we're going to actually probably go deeper into these different aspects than we do, but we want to have a good episode to address this question, because I think a lot of people want to know. And I think one of our favorite statistics for the B2B space oh, yeah. is that um, before making a buying decision, they typically will go through at least 14 pieces of content. And that's actually quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so if you don't, if you're not producing any content, that's a serious problem because they're going to jump to a competitor who
1: is. Yeah. Well, that and also, I mean, just um, we recently had Wendy Covey, Um, from True Marketing. And so they are in that very technical space. And so with her, she said, uh, I think it was 16 or 18 pieces of like that, that engagement because, but they have to see you. They have to know you. They have to like you. And then they will trust you with their business. Man. Always. Bringing it back. Always. So good. So. Uh, Yeah. But hey, you guys, this has been, uh, I know it's a little shorter episode, but we try to bring just kind of some hard hitting stuff. I say hard hitting. We want to go deeper on this stuff. So if there are specific things in this, if you want us to talk more about a content marketing funnel, yeah. you want to talk more about um paid traffic on organic content with we'll that <laughs> we've got some amazing friends who are way more yeah. obviously smarter we're not we don't deal in the, the no. paid traffic too much uh we are definitely getting into that though it's true. and uh so that is one of those things that we want to make sure to bring you the most value as well so please make sure to let us know and if you could we don't ever ask for this but hey we leave should. us a review if you don't mind please some jump of the reviews over are my favorite oh yeah i've
0: got some good ones yeah
1: i want to read so we just need to go back and yeah, reread you. some of those yeah, they're pretty, pretty awesome. good. But we would much, uh, we would much appreciate it. That's a terrible statement. That's not right. We would really appreciate it if you left us a review. It'd be awesome. Yeah, would be um, on all your favorite podcast players. So, uh, but until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks, Lauren. Are you ready for rapid, rapid fire? fire,
0: fire. Yes.
1: King of the mouth. All right.
0: That was it, my old cold reference for anybody else. Okay. We were talking yes. about this when we, Here we go. created this question. Okay. What was the first con- concert you ever attended?
1: Oh, goodness. I don't even want to say it.
0: <laughs> Tell us, please.
1: <laughs> it's like 1996, Ooh. FFH. Do you remember that Christian yes. band? <laughs> Ava, I guarantee you you have no idea dude, who FFH is. I haven't is. thought about that in... <laughs> Jacobs. <is laughs> FFH, FFH, uh, Far From Home. Yes. I had such a crush on the girl in that group. Ooh. Oh, man. I was like 12. <clears throat> I had to be. Yeah. Wow. Oof. I even have a bucket hat, a 90s bucket hat. I still have it that says FFH on it, and it, they signed it. Did
0: you feel
1: so cool? I did. And then I frayed it, and then I was like, oh, I shouldn't have. But I still okay. have it somewhere. Anyway. Wow. Deep tracks. Deep tracks. Here we go. <laughs> what about you?
0: Oh, gosh. Mine's not much better. Uh, I was talking about this the other day. I am not a concert person. And so that's just like, okay. Anyways. Um, so <laughs> uh, I think my parents dragged me to a casting crown. Yeah. 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 It I
1: think I saw them in concert. Yeah. So
0: Brian and I definitely have uh, similar childhoods of... Uh, Pretty conservative homes mm, that we came that from, if you, if you aren't
1: tracking with that. 90s. That. <laughs>
0: Love it. All right. You all ready? Right, let's do it. If you could be an expert on any random topic, what would it be?
1: Random topic. Uh, I've always wanted to be like a World War II expert for some reason. You said S- random. It is I random. random. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, I'm always intrigued by that. Like the new, when they colorize the, the, like all the old tapes and stuff of World War II. Holy moly! Looks amazing. So I
0: played some of those when I taught high school, and uh, yeah, I think the kids were a little traumatized.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see that. Yeah,
0: I was like, "This is actual footage," and then yeah. they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh gosh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then to colorize it even makes it way you know way even more scary. real. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. What about History. you? Frightening place. <laughs> 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 um. Oh gosh, I don't know what. Did Ava put these together? Yes, yeah, she did. Oh, um, good
0: job, Ava. So I'm thinking, this is random, but sleep.
1: You want to be an expert in sleep?
0: No, not like in sleeping, on like <laughs> how to sleep no better. Okay. Because I think a lot of people are always like, oh, you should do this and do this. And it's founded on nothing. Nothing at all.
1: <laughs> just their own personal just experience. Like, or just like roll
0: yourself in some essential oils, stick a eucalyptus plant next to you. and Maybe you'll, you'll sleep better. Oh, like, goodness. It's just random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I would love to know the actual research because we also this is also an argument with my husband because he mm-hmm. likes to like play on his phone for like 30 minutes before falling oh, asleep, yeah. which they say is really bad for yeah. you. They say, but I'm like, "Who I, I want to know.
1: Who's saying these things? Who are they?
0: Who are they? Can you get them
1: on the podcast?" <laughs> if
0: I was a sleep expert though, you would know. I would know.
1: We're not paying for that course, Lauren.
0: Right, it's sorry. okay. It sounds <laughs> put to me to sleep. <laughs>
1: All right, we're out. Swift uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.